I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Welcome, everybody, to Juice Pro Wrestling, episode 86, Soul Survivors. Soul Survivors. With Juice and Sretton today via phone are the heavyweight chumps. That's right, not chunks. It's the heavyweight chumps, Maddox, and Thunder Cookies. 65. I had the 65. What's going on? We heard that name. We heard it very well. We couldn't qualify for 205 Live if you cut us in half. Coming in at a combined weight of... More than you need to know. (laughs) Well, all right. Let's just say Akeem and the boss man ain't got shit on us. Oh, shit. The Twin Towers. (laughs) I loved Akeem's dance, by the way. Me too. The African dream, the South African dream, I think. So, if you guys are ready to rock and roll, then it's time to break into the motherfucking the news. In professional wrestling, there's always a lot of weird, strange, and awesome shit going on, and we're here to just give you a little taste, a little suckle of the teat of the information that is around. And here we go with our first little dose, Mauro Ranallo. Deleting his Twitter once again because he's being bullied by one Corey Graves. Have you guys heard about this? Have you seen this? I don't have, but I don't put it all on court. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, anyways, so Corey Graves went on Twitter during NXT War Games. And mind you, I, I am a huge fan of what Morrow does. I think um, as far as commentators go, he's fucking damn near one of the best that there is going right now. The guy gets you hyped. He's really passionate. Um, and, and across the board, when he does boxing, MMA, or NXT, the guy is fucking awesome. He he knows the moves. He knows how to sell and get people over. And not only that, he, like I say, going back to the passion thing, he's a guy that gets you like fucking fired up. Kind of like a Pat McAfee, who I'm a really big fan of right now. Um, so Morrow, he's doing the NXT War Games. He's doing a great job. Corey, I'm a bitch motherfucking Graves, goes on Twitter and he's like, yeah, so you got Beth Phoenix, who's a Hall of Famer, and uh, who else was calling the fucking show with him? Malcolm McGinnis. Nigel McGinnis, former ROH World Heavyweight Champion. He's like, oh, yeah, I bet you, you know, they'd have a lot to say if if they could or something along those lines, like basically insinuating that Morrow's talking too much, which is not a bad thing because, hey, if I'm not mistaken, there ain't the fans aren't fucking chanting anything that those guys are saying and no disrespect to them, you know, but when when the fucking crowd is chanting Mamma Mia, talk as much as you fucking want because that's your job, you know, and I, th- I, I- yeah, and and Corey Graves kind of here's the thing. I kind of early on, I kind of dug him before I really knew his motives and who he really fucking was, which is a piece of dog dick, a dead dog's dick. He he's a second rate wannabe Look, Bobby. He's got, he's got big cats and sloppy seconds for God's sake. Ooh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I wonder what it's like to fuck a face full of plastic surgery. Um, <clears throat> I didn't say that. Anyways. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, he's a second-rate Bobby Heenan, wannabe Bobby Heenan, which he can never touch, nor, you know, no one could really ever touch the status of a Bobby Heenan. But anyway, he went as far as to either piss off or insult Morrow enough to where Twitter is full of all kinds of negative shit. And we all know uh, Morrow and Nalo deals with bipolar and some mental issues, which are it's all been well-publicized out there. 
The guy don't need that type right. of bullshit when he's he's rocking and rolling and doing a killer job, you know? And this is, once again, all these fucking nerds out there that want to contribute the negative shit. And it, it proves, once again, that you don't have to be a nobody to be a motherfucking nerd. Because Corey Graves, my friend, you are a fucking nerd. This guy offended Morrow so much or either hurt him, however you want to fucking say it, that he deleted his Twitter. He decided, hey, fuck it, I'm done. Whether he comes back again or not. Only time will tell. But I, I was kind of offended by this. Shout out to Bruiser Bodie. I know he was offended by this. Threaten. He don't, don't give a shit. He don't give a shit. But anyways, it, it, it's just something I felt I need to get out there in the news because, hey, listen out there, people. If if you got some fucking negative shit to say, something like that, where you're gonna you're gonna put someone down who's doing their motherfucking job, if they're doing good or they're not doing good, just kind of keep your fucking mouth shut. You know, if you ain't got nothing well, and, nice to and say. Hey, Corey Graves. You know Corey had to be backstage at takeover. Yeah, if you got someone? something you want to say to Mario Ronaldo, nut up and say it to his fucking face. Yeah. And and on top of that, Mario wasn't stepping all over him. You listen to him and Renee and Michael Cole when they were on Raw, they were stepping all over each other. And he did nothing but tear Renee down the entire damn time she's out there with him. Yeah. And I think um, Morrow, when he was calling NXT, I don't think he was out of place at any time. You know, he is the main guy. He's the voice of NXT. It's I'm sorry, it's not right. Nigel McGuinness. It's not motherfucking Beth Phoenix. It, it's just not. So I, I think the there's a little... guy since Joey Styles that can call a pay-per-view by himself. Yes. Yes, yes, I, I like that. I, I very much agree with you on that. And he's, like I say, uh, he's he's up there with, like, WWE is lucky to have a guy of his talent and his passion Agreed. to Agreed. to call their shit. So, so it kind of pisses me off that, you know, if this is like a real thing, a real beef or whatever, which it apparently is, I think Corey Graves should be reprimanded for it. I think, you know, fuck it, don't find him. Do it old school. Take him in the back with a couple of the boys. Maybe break a f- fucking finger or two. Whack his pee-pee. You know? Punch him in the motherfucking mouth so he's got those big-ass lips, big fake lips like his old lady got. And uh, <laughs> and so he can't talk shit, you know? I'm a little old school. Talk well, shit. Well, you know about hit. his old lady, she might have two sets of big fake fat lips. <laughs> oh, God! The rooting! That is correct. Anyway, so that's all I got to say about that. Moving on. Uh, gentlemen, what do you guys think of the new and unnecessary Intercontinental Championship? Love it. You love it? Ditto. All right. He said, just said dildo. I, I hated. I, I hated the white Intercontinental title. Really? Because to me, yes, I, I love the belt itself, but I think if they put it on a black strap or even a brown strap, mm. when I see that faceplate, I think of guys like Perfect and Gary Von Eric. Yeah. Bret Hart, the Mountie. But you bring it back and you put it on that damn white strap. And now what do you think about when you think about a white strap in the WWE? The women's championship. <laughs> All right. I'll so give you to that. me, that automatically devalued that title to a degree. I think the interesting thing about the new Intercontinental Championship is that the if you look back when... IWGP put out their new Intercontinental, the, the title they're using now for the IC belt. Mm-hmm. Who was the champion when that new championship got introduced? Shinsuke Nakamura. Yep. So he is now the two-time brand-new Intercontinental Championship belt. And quite frankly, the biggest reason they changed the damn belts because cool, cool, there was cool. an issue with Dave Milliken and his group because they owned that design. And I don't think, because now they are with, I think, J-Bar is doing a lot of the belts. Okay. And the contract was up, so they had to do a renewal. The thing that pissed me off the most about it was seeing all the people that were saying, oh my God, bring back the old oval design from the attitude. Ugh, that one has got awful. I used to I have hated that though. Yeah. That looked like some fucking weird horse pill. <laughs> you know, like, ugh, get that shit out yeah. of my life. But yeah, it was. Yeah, I like the way you think. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. I I looked at it, and uh, you know, there's people that are comparing comparing it to. Uh, well, it kind of gives them the feel of like the Lucha Underground title, which I really don't see. Maybe because it's big and gold on a black strap. I I like the old IC belt. I like that design. Um, I did like the white strap. I'm not opposed to having it with the black strap or anything. I just, I love that belt. Um, I did, I was not aware that it was anything uh, contractual with uh, Dave Milliken. I thought um, because the whole litigation with Cody Rhodes, and that's another thing I guess we can kind of segue in 
real quick is Cody Rhodes um, acquiring, filing for trademarks, all these uh, trademarks that WWE let go, like Dusty Rhodes, um, you know, Battle Bowl. Bash at the Beach. Bash at the Beach, which we talked about last week, is uh, coming back, AEW, and all the stuff that his father, the American Dream, created. And rightfully, hey, man, bring your fucking ho- horses back home in the stable. You know, that that's his shit. That's by all means, that was Dusty's shit. That's every bit of Cody's fucking shit. And in my opinion, I think he should utilize those. So um, I kind of thought for a hot second, like initially, and a lot of people I know out there in the social media landscape did too, that, you know, because of the litigation with Cody Rhodes, that maybe that was a thing since he was the one that reintroduced that version of the belt. This wouldn't have done that right now because it would have, if he had done it just for that reason, it would have given Cody and them more steam. Well, here's the other thing, though. I mean, as much as you say that, and I, I get that, and I, to some extent I agree, but then, and maybe it's the people who are running the WWE on Fox Twitter, you know, they, they take direct jabs at... Uh, uh, at AEW, <laughs> I kind of it's funny because they um so you had and we'll get into this later as it's our topic of the week discussion is Survivor Series, but you had um who was it that ran out with the fucking towel Dominic Dominic, Dominic. Yeah. so he runs out with the towel doesn't get a chance to throw it in so WWE on Fox is on Twitter talking about <laughs> in WWE we don't throw towels and I'm just like oh my god like get the fuck out of here with this shit. So, you know, I tweet back to him. I'm like, no, creative threw in the towel a long time ago. And I, I put that gif, you know, the black dude from Rock is like, throw the damn towel. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of had to burn him back because it's like, come on, don't don't talk shit. They act like they don't want heat and all this, but they do because controversy Wait, creates did cash. You, did you catch on the live on one of the previous AEW shows where Cody said that the issues with the inner circle and the elite would be settled in the match beyond. Yes, yes, that's another trademark that they filed for. But, I mean, WWE is using more games, so how do you differentiate? Because I guess by putting the... It'll be the same match. ...on the cage? Maybe, maybe. Who knows? But, yeah, the match beyond, I mean, that is, you know, that is war games. That was the original name for it um that's a good question i don't know i guess only time will tell but i i I love the fucking idea that cody's bringing it home bring home what you fucking what you and your family created you know fuck that wwe shit like if they let they've done this ain't the first time either i believe they let uh maybe as recently as a couple years ago they let the ecw the trademark (laughs) they somehow they let that lapse and I think there was like a... Well, you, you can go as far back as looking at when they were stupid enough to let the WWF trademark lap. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and they got in the whole thing with the World Wildlife Fund. And it's... I still, to this day, do not like calling it WWE. I mean, it's a little more acceptable. I don't but I, I don't fucking like it. So another... I also uh, don't like the new logo because I miss the old classic WWF logo. What, like the scratchy one? The Attitude Arrow? No, I, I miss the one from the 80s, the silver, the... Oh, the gold, like the real powerful fucking one that would yeah, shoot up from the Yeah, the one stars. that actually stood out. Yeah, I like it a lot, too. I don't know if it would work so much nowadays. I mean, it's what they got now. I get it. It's more of a streamlined, a brand logo, like it should I guess kind of be doesn't mean I have to like it, but I think that's kind of, you know, it's kind of what they got going on. You know, they, they kicked that off and that was mainly because of the network and everything. And they weren't going to regress and go backwards, you know, from, they were already at the scratchy logo attitude era shit, whatever you want to call it. And I think they had to move forward and move on. So kind of like I'm doing right now, uh, Jim Cornette resigns from the NWA for making a, what was perceived as a racist comment um, talking about Trevor Murdoch and fried chicken and Ethiopians. I don't think this was meant as a racist comment. I could definitely see how it was perceived as such. And Cornette obviously having a target on his head because of his mouth and the shit he says, eh, it is what it is. It's kind of sucks to see him gone from NWA, but at the same time, it's yeah. What's your guys' take on it? He said that crap years ago in the eighties. He did, and yeah, I mean that's an old line. It's, it's been used several times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of a, a starvation issue, joke than it was a racist joke. But you know, it's yeah. 2019, and everybody wants to be fucking sensitive, and it you know it is fucking what it snowflakes. is. Yeah, yeah. My issue is this: it, it's. Uh, 
I think because of Cornette's popularity with his podcast mm. and his constant swipes and negativity towards AEW <laughs> and knowing that the AEW dark audience and the NWA power audience are essentially going to be crossover. Mm. That they felt like maybe Cornette's comments towards the AEW was hurting their numbers, and I think they used this as an excuse to get rid of it. Okay, that's a, that's a different take that uh, I haven't heard yet. I like that a little fresh approach. So fresh is so clean, clean. I like it. That's what happens when you use a Hello Tushy. <laughs> is it now? Well, long story short, he's gone. And and here's the thing. Billy Corgan is doing something great with NWA Power. I fucking cannot wait every Tuesday to go into the fire at 6.05 Eastern, even though, you know, it's I probably watch it really at like 7 o'clock. Um, I love what they're doing, but he's kind of got himself associated with a bunch of fucking scumbags. Um, whether or not you want to lump Cornette into that group, it's a matter of opinion. I'm not saying that myself. I have my um, differences with the guy and my appreciations of his talent. So something coming out of that, though. Are you guys familiar with uh, Dave Lagana at all? Yeah, and I'm of the opinion that you can't tell me that that man sat down to edit that damn program and heard that line and just decided he was going to let it go if he wasn't setting Cornette up for a fall. Right. Well, there's yeah, there's that. And he has a history and uh, my source will remain nameless. My sources, I should say, which are very credible and they are involved in the wrestling business. Um, Dave Lagana is a guy who is a piece of shit. I will come out and I will say it. Uh, this is a, a something that a lot of you guys may know. Um, Dave Lagana, I'll give you a quick backstory on him. Started out and I think... He started out as a writer on Friends and in 2002 got a job writing for the WWE and was let go, let go, let go in 2008 because of supposedly leaking some shit early or whatever that was, the cover-up story, when the real story was, and this has came out from not just wrestlers, but also actors in Hollywood. Um, you guys can go Google this shit. It's on the internet, and it's funny because when I posted the truth, <laughs> um, you guys can follow us at JP Dub Podcast on Twitter. He hid the post. People were like, he didn't even, you know, he didn't go as far as like to comment on or say anything about it, but he hid this post exposing him because, you know, people want to be concerned about what Jim Cornette's doing, but what the fuck is Dave Lagana doing and what has he done? This guy is a deviant. He is uh he is a guy that has tried to solicit both men and women back in a backstage manner in order for a push on characters for sexual favors. And I'll give you one instance in particular, which is what led to his dismissal in WWE in 2008 was, uh, if you guys remember a guy named Kevin Thorne, who was a yeah. kayfabe vampire. Um, anyways, uh, Mr. Lagano met Kevin before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you got his contact and you think I'm full of shit, fucking uh, call him and he'll verify everything I'm saying. Um, not that I've talked to him, but I, I know, like I said, my sources will remain nameless, but anyways, um, so getting back to Lagana in 2008, he approaches Kevin Thorne and propositions him, uh, for a sexual favor. Like I, from what I understand, pretty much like, Hey, you'll get a push if I can blow you type deal. And to which Kevin Thorne was like, eh, eh. Not happening. And who does he gets pissed off? So it, and much props to him, because if that was me in that situation, I probably would have unloaded on the guy because like as a professional, are you fucking serious? But that's what Lagana kind of wanted him to do was unload on him. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. So what does Kevin fucking Thorne do? He gets pissed and he goes to the dead man, the undertaker and tells him what happened. Undertaker goes to Vince. Next thing you know, Lagana's fired because, oh, well, he leaked some information on his uh, podcast or his website, whatever the fuck it was. But it wasn't that. Lagana has had a history. If you go and look at guys like uh, Brian Kendrick and Paul London, who have also came out and said some things about this man, Dave Lagana is a piece of shit. So for all you guys following him on Twitter and whatever, I love NWA Power. It's unfortunate that Billy and company are associating with people like that. So people can dog Jim Cornette all you want. I don't think he was being racist. Do I think he's a piece of shit sometimes? Yes. A lot of people can be. We're all fucking human. 
But this guy, the fucking DVNE is, it needs to be out there. People need to know. So spread the motherfucking word and let's see what we can do. Let's get rid of them. So what do you guys think I about that? I can't argue with you on that in that I I'm not as familiar with Magana in that regard now. I am familiar of course Bill Barron's mm-hmm. has been a guest of ours uh, on the podcast before. And the fact that Bill's working there gives me a little bit of hope, but if he's working for someone who is this backhanded behind the scenes you're going to see it start to go downhill with a click. Yeah, which is unfortunate. You know, it's kind of like, I don't know, is Billy aware with this? I know Billy worked with him, uh, Lagana, when they were both in TNA. Uh, it, it's or one of those. Billy, is Billy knowledgeable of it and just doesn't care? Yeah, if that's the fucking case, then, ugh, you know, I'll reserve my comments. But, um, yeah. It, it, it's just, it, it's, I don't want to say, I love the product. I fucking love it. Sretton's a big fan of it. We enjoy it. I, you know, fucking, it got me in the fucking docking and I fucking hate docking, but I'm always willing to go into the fire, you know? So. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, when you said docking, I thought you were in something completely different. My bad. Oh, space docking. <laughs> Come on. Space docking. Space docking is when you take a uncircumcised penis. For all you out there who want to know what this is, Dave Lagana probably knows what this is because he's probably propositioned it a few times. The backstage talent. It's when you take an uncircumcised penis, right, and you get a guy with a circumcised penis, and then you sheath the skin over the other one, and that's space docking or male bonding. You choose. <clears throat> juice for thought. <laughs> Hashtag juice for thought. Use it. <laughs> hey man sometimes hashtag juice hurts dave lagana you're a piece of scum so anyways <laughs> you guys uh you guys feeling it are you are you feeling the juice yet you rocking and rolling or what look after all that conversation about dave lagana and soliciting people that he could actually blow i don't want to feel the juice <laughs> hey i wasn't fucking doing it yeah come on man i can't help it i blew your mind and not your balls <laughs> look i would much rather you blow my mind than <laughs> <laughs> well me too but if you want me to i mean i i could do that you know hey look that if thing you, you do i'm to. not giving you a push <laughs> you really want to push uh shove your finger at my bum <laughs> might push something out <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Last bit of news. You guys are familiar with Filthy Tom Lawler, aren't you? Uh, MLW, former MLW heavyweight champ. That is correct. And former UFC superstar. He's all over. Um, we've caught him at Warrior Wrestling and Black Label Pro out here in Chicago and Crown Point. He has just re-signed a multi-year deal with MLW, which ends a lot of speculation as to whether he was coming back to mix martial arts or signing with another large promotion. So shout out to Tom Lawler. It's good to see you in MLW and stay in MLW. Big fans of their product. If you guys haven't, have you guys attended any MLW shows at all? I haven't. I've watched a handful of them on YouTube. I enjoy their product. I really did. They're really good. Um, head, uh, head up to our YouTube. That's where I first discovered MJF. So fuck. Yeah. He's killer, man. He's killer there. Um, and same here. Quite frankly, that's where I first uh, discovered him. I've been to uh, three of their shows now. All fucking, all a good time. We've had uh, Alexander Hammerstone on the show, Joseph Samael, what up, Sheik, and uh, Casey Lennox from MLW on the show. All good people. I love what they're doing there. You ain't going to find any perverts that I know of in their locker room. So, yeah, Tom Aller, check them out. And if you guys, uh, we if you go to jpdub.com, and this goes for you guys too, you fucking heavyweight chumps, uh, head up to our YouTube. You I got to uh, where to go unless you're telling me to go to hell. I'll tell you to go down south. Uh, <laughs> I am down south. <laughs> you know what I meant. This was the Lagana proposition. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, check out our YouTube channel, man. We uh the pay per view, we were there for that the MLW Super Fight. Got a killer highlight video on there, man. Lots of cool shit. MJF, um, definitely check that out. Yeah, dude, it, it's really cool. It's in 4K. Oh, so guess what, guys? It's time for our wrestlers of the week. Wrestlers of the week. Um, so this is a little segment me and Sretton like to do. Sretton say, hey, what's up to the people? Hey, what's up, people? <laughs> Power to the people. He's drinking a Pepsi. That's all he wanted, just one. I got a sore throat, so I'm keeping quiet. Yeah. 
he was he was backstage with Lagana. Um, we do a, a new school and an old school wrestler where we like to get there. You're using that bit more than saying use Bret Hart. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's just for one episode. Hey, sometimes you wear stretchy pants. It's for fun. Um, anyways, new school and old school. Threaten I'm blind. I can't really read. What do we have for old school? Old school wrestler <laughs> is uh, what was on there? Old remember. school Doink the Clown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A.K.A. Matt Bourne. Who, unfortunately, he was the original guy who portrayed Doink the Clown. There's been quite a few guys to portray him in on the indie scene um, in WWF, WWE, whatever you want to call it. Um, Matt Bourne is no longer with us. I thought <clears throat> as a kid, Doink was kind of like almost like a, a precursor to the Mankind character. Um, I know he was a clown, but he kind of had that weird sadistic thing or you come out you know with the happy music it'd be like all oh, clowny then like go into the dark evil shit and when he got into the ring he could really go i, I thought it was it was a cool contrast uh pretty damn cool character and he made his way throughout ecw had a cool little run there um and like i said unfortunately he's not no longer with us but uh i would like you all to check him out if you got the wwe network there's plenty of just you know search doink the clown Plenty of how shit many, on there. How many Doink the Clowns were there? Um, I think there was at least probably two or three, if not more. There were four. Was there four? Okay. And yeah. then you had Dink and Tink, <laughs> who were mini Doink the Clowns. Uh, so, yeah, check Doink the Clown out. Uh, go down that YouTube wormhole, too, if you want to find more shit that you can't find on the network. Um, our new superstar is the current reigning defending NXT heavyweight champion, Adam Cole. Adam Cole uh, was killed by not only Tommaso Ciampa, but the Young Bucks in the Being the Elite series. He's a former member of the Bullet Club, former ROH world champion. The guy has pretty much done it all on the indies, uh, pro wrestling gorilla. Plenty of shit you can check out, um, whether you choose to go down the ROH route and get the, uh, what is it, the Honor Club subscription. You can see a lot of his matches on there. Of course, WWE Network, you can watch uh, whatever he's done in NXT with the Undisputed Era. The guy absolutely has killed it. He killed it um, during War Games. It was absolutely amazing. We're going to get into that here momentarily. But, uh, yeah, Adam Cole, he's also dating Britt Baker, who they showed on WWE television. And all, all the nerds freaked out. I kind of freaked out. I'm like, oh, shit. I did, too. Hey, you got some pops. <laughs> I was like, hey, dub hey, dub <laughs> I liked it a lot. So how'd you guys hey, like that dub. Adam Cole match on Sunday? How, how'd you guys enjoy it? I would tell you, Adam Cole was the MVP of the week. Baby! I mean, he is, to me, he's the most marketable worker they've had since Shawn Michaels if they don't fuck up what they're doing with him. Yeah. He, you know, like I say, is the leader of a uh, a monster heel faction right now in the Undisputed Era in NXT, which kind well, of... Leads- and he's dating a dentist, so you know his oil you know game's on point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this kind of leads into our next segment here, which is the topic of the week, which will be NXT War Games and WWE Survivor Series. Uh, gentlemen, we'll start off with war games which uh real quick a threaten didn't watch it so we won't ask him he's just you know he's not going to be there for this moment in time uh if we had to go around the table though with you two and had to give it a one out of ten or one how, how do you say that one to ten fucking rating however they fucking say it whatever i've been drinking beer fuck your lives um what would you guys rate this uh war games i'd give it a seven okay I, I give it a, a seven and a half to an eight. Okay, pretty strong, pretty strong ratings. I think I think I agree. Uh, probably about seven, seven or eight. Um, I thought it I, all the obviously. You know, I don't know if you guys agree or disagree. Um, I think all the takeovers are all, obviously way better than whatever the main roster puts out for a pay per view. Um, because they get three months to build a damn show. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever the reason is, it's it's more entertaining, more watchable. You know, it, it's very better hard. Workers. Yeah, better workers, better storytelling, better creative. Um, Triple H. Yep. 
he is definitely like my whole opinion on the WWE scene, and I've said it many times on here before, is what NXT is is what the main roster should be on both Raw and SmackDown, but it's just not. Yeah, and you're not going to go anywhere doing, with that. There, Vince wants is still clamoring for the younger viewer, and they need to start marketing to the viewers that are actually going to watch the product and not just buy the fucking t-shirts. Yeah, it's it's WWE has recessed. Um, it's much like back in the time where you had the new era and they were struggling, and it was the tail end of like the Hogan era and shit, where it was all it was all catered to kids. You know, and even in a time where it's okay, it's not everybody is a gimmick like, you know, Duke the Dumpster Drossy or Brutus the Barber Beefcake or the Big Boss Man. Uh, don't forget Thurman's Sparky Plug. Oh, oh, Holly. Yeah, the Sparky Plug. I love that shit. Remember, he came out with that fucking weird ass mullet, that balding mullet. Oh my God, that mullet. Mm. It was almost a skeleton. Hey, brother, watch it. Hogan's got the best skeleton in the game, unless it's Randy Hogan. Remember that WCW jobber, Randy Hogan? Oh, dear God, yes. <laughs> do you remember Evan Sullivan? He had a pretty good skeleton. Yeah, I do. <laughs> good call on that one. Um, NXT War Games, just to sum it up, we all, I, I think, pretty much enjoyed it. The end was fucking insane with Tommaso and uh, Cole doing that spot off the top of the cage through the tables. I uh, I was fucking loving when Adam Cole comes out and he just he pulls out what was it like five or six tables from underneath the ring. They just kept coming, yeah. dude. And here's the weird thing: as much of a great crowd as the Chicago crowd is, and you know maybe I'm personally biased, but as far as professional wrestling and a lot of sports and entertainment goes, Chicago is man. They're they're like the be-all, end-all as far as a good, interactive, rowdy crowd, and they'll let you know where they Chicago like Chicago where... can get just as hot as Philly used to. Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought, man, there were a lot of moments I felt where it's like, man, they seem kind of dead. They were very much alive for NXT, but there were some moments where it's like, fuck, you know? Like, if that was, I think, and this is not me being like a fanboy or a mark out or anything for this, but I think if it was AEW and you had one of these, like the Young Bucks or somebody, and that same matchup pulling out six tables or Orange Cassidy doing it, people would have been going nuts. And people were still, still cheering. You know, don't get me wrong. Hey, yeah, that, yeah don't, don't mock Orange Cassidy. I think he might be one of the best gimmicks on the scene right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love Orange Cassidy. He's fucking awesome we've had a chance to see him live a couple of times um but my whole point is like i was sitting there on the couch like every table that came out i'm just like fuck yeah like he's like holy shit when he got to four it's like god damn and then it just kept going and going and going and, and they're throwing all these tables in the ring it's like man that's a fucking wet dream like you know you're in for some brutal shit if they're gonna throw that many tables in there um and you then, want to know what may have hurt them that you may not have caught? What's that? Go back and watch when he first starts pulling those tables out. Oh, it when looked like he could barely... Out, what's you that? You look at them, it looks, you can tell where they're taped. Really? Yeah, if you look at the bottom of that first table he pulls out, you can see the marking of the tape where they have the crack taped on the table. Well, that's just not kayfabe you to do, now is it? They have to score their tables for... Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. Whereas I've never been to a scored table, it was just a regular table. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's fucked up. I thought it, like, there was a few of them too where it looked like he was kind of struggling to pull them out. I'm like, damn, it's just a fucking table, bro. <laughs> you got fucking muscles and shit and a hot-ass girlfriend. You know, what's your fucking problem? Bro? Hey, maybe maybe, maybe Billy Graham's right. Maybe he does need to start taking steroids. <laughs> yes. The superstar. 
Billy Graham, remember that shit? He's talking that shit about <laughs> Kofi Kingston like he needs to get on the juice. And by the way, God damn. love Billy Graham. Being from Memphis, Bill uh, Dundee will always be oh, the there superstar. Yeah, the superstar Bill Dundee. Man, I'll tell you what. I, I was a big fan. I wouldn't say a big fan, but I always loved the superstar Billy Graham gimmick. I mean, we wouldn't have had Scott Steiner or Hulk Hogan or Jesse Ventura without it. Uh but man, is he a dumb motherfucker? <laughs> Some of the shit he says—it's like, come on, dude. Anyways, moving on into Survivor Series, the actual WWE card. Um, I'll be honest with you guys; it re- it usually anymore takes me a lot. I don't really have a problem watching NXT takeovers as they are entertaining, as I alluded to earlier. Um, the main roster pay per views, though. Ugh, man, they're always they're always fucking stinky. Um, this Survivor Series wasn't too bad. It had ups and downs. What would you guys give a rating as far as the Survivor Series goes? I'd, I'd give it about a six and a half to a seven and a half, somewhere in that area. I, I'm sitting on giving it a seven, and the only reason I'm giving it, I, I would have given it higher, but there, in my opinion, there were three matches that really brought the card down. Okay, go ahead. Go into them. The women's Survivor Series match. Yeah. The, the five on five. It, it was sloppy, and it wasn't because of the NXT win. Hmm. If you look at those, if you look at those teams, there were divas, superstars, whatever you want to call them out there, that had no business being on a pay-per-view while Natalia. people like Alexa Bliss wasn't even on the card. Yeah, you know, it's, is she injured? No, I I don't know. Um, you can also look at the men's teams this year. Were I mean they weren't bad, but they were weak. Yeah, SmackDown had the weakest. SmackDown had a weak team, and I they got I fucking Baron Corbin on there. Like what? He, thank he's God, so somebody fucking... else. I don't understand where Vince gets the heart on for that kid. Boring Corbin. He is so fucking. Awful, dude. I just, I can't. He's not entertaining. I can't do it. Can't fucking do it. The Sorry. Thing is, I, the, the men's match is not on my screen that brought it down. Um, the, you know what? I, uh, I'll be honest with you guys. I watched everything, even the fucking pre-show shit. Um, and when I think I, where did I get out of? Anyways, you know, my son's eleven years old. He wanted to watch a movie, so we cut so we could watch Return of the Living Dead too. <laughs> and I did that. And um, I missed the Brock match. I I think I missed the men's match. Was and when I came back to see, you know, what had happened, you know, I'd go on websites or whatever to see what the fuck I'd missed. I wasn't too disappointed that I missed it. You know, it's like the it, Brock match against the Brock and Mysterio match was was a mistake. We put it that late in the card. And I'm going to be honest, the women's triple threat should not have closed the show. No. And there's people arguing on Twitter. It's like, well, at least WWE puts their women in the main event. Who the fuck cares? The Why only are you one make that it? looked like they deserved to be in the main event was Baszler. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because she's fucking legit. I mean, that probably would probably fucking choke any one of us out, you know? And we might like it. Could you choke me out with a Oh, so you're telling me you want her to put you in Sid Vicious's favorite move, the scissors. <laughs> oh. Scissor me, Mr. Slive. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God, he just dropped a Mr. Garrison. <laughs> I'm a woman, damn it. Did you guys see the new South Park where they fucking, uh, they had Randy Savage on there. It was like a gender thing, like gender identity. You no, know, I got to go back and watch that when I've heard it was phenomenally funny. Oh, Macho Man, Randy Savage, but it's like, oh, hey, Heather. I'm the best <laughs> woman around, yeah. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. What the fuck is going on? Damn. Oh, man. I love it. Shout out to the guys, Matt and Trey, and everybody at South Park. That's, that's fucking dope. I wish you wouldn't have did it with Randy, but hey. It works. It's funny. I mean, it could have been more legitimate and just put a wig on Brock Lesnar. She didn't even look like his daughter. Oh, 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 oh man. That is no, so true. <laughs> I saw some meme going around where it's, what is it? It's Lesnar and Heyman, and then underneath is a picture of uh, Scott Farkas from the Christmas story. Right. And uh, his little bully buddy. <laughs> and it's like, that's Lesnar and Heyman. 
Because they kind of like Farkas kind of has that same weird face. Is it? And is it true? Is Brock's teeth really that bad? Have you guys seen those? Oh my god, he's got British teeth. Oh, dude, the like the top of it. And how when you're that fucking rich, motherfucker, hit up Britt Baker, man. Come on, Britt. Shout out to you, girl. I'm sending you some fucking work, some big major work. I don't know how Sable make kids with that man. God damn. Look, I mean, I'm just glad Sable's not the one that gave birth to that child. Because if that head, dude, if that head came out of her, she ain't gonna be writing. <laughs> <laughs> dude that was brock jr like straight that was just a cl- that's the cloning process somehow his body he doesn't like produce children he just clones <laughs> you know like baby brock's fucking shoot out of that fucking crotch let me tell you <laughs> oh i didn't see the picture dude his daughter looks just like him it's yeah. fucking weird dude it's fucking she looks like she should be in the sandlot sequel or some shit <laughs> is the dog Damn! <laughs> Whoa, look at the nails on that dog! Damn! I wouldn't have even gone there, Cookie. <laughs> oh man, Thunder Cookie! Why? Why is so? Why is so visceral? Why don't you do it? I had nothing else better to do. <laughs> All right, good enough. Hey, um, so survive out of rats. <laughs> no, this is a rap. I rip and I rhyme. I rhyme and I rip. Never mind. Survivor Series, though, uh, still not enough for me to get on board as far as if I'm just like a a casual Disenchanted fan, much like Stratton was. Um, it, it wouldn't be a show that wrote me back in. There were some good moments. I really enjoyed the men's triple threat match. I'm I'm actually kind of glad that Roddy Strong got the victory on that. Um, if I'm a casual fan, what they did with that show was make me watch their Wednesday night show. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um, Screw the rest of them, but NXT is at least watchable. Yeah, and it's very interesting to see. And I uh, once again, you can follow us at JP Dub Podcast on Twitter. I posted a tweet out there where, uh, it, where do we go from here? As far as and okay, what's the storyline now that NXT just won Survivor Series? Is that it? You know, are we going to see more interaction between brands? I mean, because let's be honest, really, in order to compete with AEW. And and here's the thing. It's not competing with AEW as much as it is competing with their fan base. Because to me, AEW's fan base are just these these rabid fans, professional wrestling fans that want something that disenchanted and and may and there's a lot that maybe aren't that you know, they've been on board, but they they see something they haven't had in a long time. Whatever fucking excuse you want to use, that's who WWE is competing with. Because across the board, AEW has some fucking awesome talent. Whether you want to fucking admit it or you want to call it some outlaw mud show shit, I don't fucking care. They fucking have some great talent. They put on a great show. Um, NXT was able to beat AEW in the Wednesday Night Wars. Uh, we also, I'd like you guys to check out a little write-up that our homie Bruiser Bodie did. Uh, we posted on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, kind of something talking about along the lines of like, hey, man, fuck the numbers. Since when did we become TV executives? Like, why do you really care if AEW or NXT beats one or the other? You know, it's just, to me, it's like a manufactured war. It's not like it was back in the day. You really don't need to have a war because there's so much fun. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. There's still, if one beats the other, guess what? There's still a shit ton of other awesome wrestling. There's tons. You can go get the IWTV app and watch all kinds of killer fucking wrestling. You can go watch uh, MLW and a lot of other killer shit on the fight app. It does not matter. The You fucking dorks out there, listen, the numbers do not fucking matter. So get over it. Just enjoy it. Enjoy what you I fucking like. You brought, up, you, you brought up New Japan. You brought up MLW. You brought up AEW. We talked NXT. We talked WWE. You haven't said a word about Impact. Oh, I because I talk about Impact a lot. So I'm kind of, you know, I love Impact too. You, I, I think what they're doing right now is fucking great. And it's actually, I'm glad you brought that up because they're getting ready to do, uh, like a retro, you know how WWE did the South Paul regional wrestling. They're gonna do. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, and Rhino repri- reprised his role as uh, what is it? What's his name? Some the butcher. Um, but the character he did on that, he's reprising that under the Impact banner. 
um, for what they're doing. It's like a IMPF. I forget what the brand promotion is, but anyways, Impact airs every Tuesday on man Tuesdays are fucking you know everybody talks about Wednesdays but dude Tuesday we get AEW by the way dark. shout out to our previous guest the bubblegum princess Alexia Nicole Ooh. who is appearing on that pay-per-view yes 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 very nice kudos to you guys on that um impact is on uh access tv every Tuesday and you got AEW dark and NWA power impact has been killing it we went to uh we were fortunate enough to go to the impact all glory event that they had out in Chicago um, I dude, I've been watching TNA since day one. I've been through the thick and the thin with them, and I'm really pleased to see what they're doing now. Uh, they got. Can I, can I tell you a great a, a great live impact show story? You fucking most certainly can. All right, I got the chance to go to a pay per view that they did in South Haven, which is about 15 minutes outside of Memphis. Matter of fact, it's where AEW is going to be in January, and. I go and the it was Kurt Angle and the height of the Kurt Angle and Jeff Jarrett feud where Karen had just started going out with Kurt or and, and going out with Jeff. Yeah. And I'm sitting there in the crowd and there's this guy and he's got to be, I don't know, eight, ten rows up from me. And you can hear him just screaming, Go back to your husband. Go back to your husband, you hussy. You shouldn't be doing this. You got kids. And I stand up for her and go, hey, asshole, you know this shit's fixed, right? You'd think I told him there was no Santa Claus. (laughs) Thank you for using the appropriate F-bomb on that, by the way. I just, it was, I got the biggest kick out of that. And there were, I had gotten... I had gotten tickets in a friend of mine in the military. They gave him two free ones as we walked in. So I'm like, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll just see which two seats are better. <laughs> but, yeah, they were paper in that crowd because they weren't able to fill it. But it was it was one of the most entertaining shows I think I've ever actually attended. Yeah, they've, they've had their moments. But I don't think they've been as rock solid as they are, as they have been the last two years. And They've got one of my favorite workers. Who's right that? Now, Michael Elgin. Yeah, Michael Elgin is super dope. He will be appearing on this show soon, so be on the lookout for that. Um, we had a chance to kick it, dude. When we were at All Glory, I mean, threatened we were. It's like fucking hanging, being in a lunchroom full of like everybody that you fucking watch on Impact. It's just, and then all the top like Chicago independent wrestling talent. We're just fucking assholes to elbows with these guys, like hanging out. Yeah, it was cool to watch the guys that you watch on TV enjoying wrestling as just like regular fans. Like they were just out there. Yeah. And you had access like uh, Juice, uh, Tommy. uh, Johnny Swinger. Johnny Swinger. I'm an idiot. Uh, But yeah, Juice had a conversation with him. It It was cool. The whole night was really cool. Which led up to an interview. Yeah. But, you know, it also while I was talking to Johnny for like 45 minutes, we bought him a beer, <laughs> um, it, which led to us talking to Don Callis, you know? Yeah. I do have a question for both of you guys. So uh, um, because there's so much wrestling out there and you only have a certain amount of time, you only have, there's so much, only so much time in a week where you could watch. Like I always tell people I watch AEW every week. Um, I started watching MLW almost every week. I still do the IWTV app, um, and I watch NWA Power. That's all I have time for. Mm. If somebody says some cool shit, like, I want to go back and watch that Adam Cole match. Um, But, like, if somebody tells me watch this, I'll watch that. But that's all I got time for, and that's what I'm – I won't knock the other promotions, and I'll watch. Like, I'll watch Impact. I'll watch the other other things. But what uh, what promotions are you guys mainly, like – I guess if we use a a term, we'll use fanboy. But um, what are your – yeah, I'm I'm a mark for those guys, but uh, like you want me marking out it's AEW and NXT. The rest of them to me, okay, don't hold a candle to what they're putting out as far as an in-ring product. And it's the same for me. Yeah, I got to give NXT a chance. Like, I, there's not there's no reason why I haven't watched. I just haven't no, watched. He just and and to give you guys a little background on Threaten. So when we started, uh, man, I think in March it'll be fucking two years that we've been doing this. Um, but when we started, he he was a guy. Threaten, you're what, 40, 40 now? 41. 41. So he was a guy that, you know, I mean, obviously, and how old are you guys? I yeah, 41, 39. Okay, okay. so and I'm 37. We're all relatively within the same age group. 37? 
<laughs> yeah, don't get all. Yeah. Had to um, throw a Kevin Smith reference in there. <laughs> Why don't you have a scene? In a row? <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. Try not home. to suck any dick on the way home. Um, You're having her own. <laughs> <laughs> you bastards. Um, we're all relatively. <laughs> we all want 38 little misfits for you um we're all relatively in the same we all go back to like the golden era which i like to call it the 80s the hogan and shit and that's where sredden you know he he kind of came from that and then into the hey, you go to the hogan era i go to the flair steamboat trilogy well yeah i mean they, they did one in chicago i mean i i the ho that's still in the hogan era you know that's uh that's with it, the 80s it you know i get it that's what most people identify with as the golden age of professional wrestling so i'm just trying to generalize it there um but then and going into like the monday night war thing with wcw and nwo and then you know wwf doing the attitude shit in which threaten was more of a wcw guy uh but that that's kind of where it stopped for him and he didn't give two shits about fucking wrestling until we hooked up and started doing this shit. And it's really cool. And that's what one thing, one of my main goals when we started this was I, I knew there was this renaissance in professional wrestling, this abundance of talent with the amount of workers out there on the independent level, um, on the professional level, they're getting snatched up for all from all these major promotions that there was enough good shit to, I really wanted to get people to watch because it's, to me, it's one of the best forms of entertainment. You get a little, little bit of everything in it, whether you're a fucking movie nerd, a comic nerd, a music nerd, it really kind of all goes into one thing in professional wrestling. If you're watching the right product, which that can to everyone is different. And which in 2019 and beyond is there is a plethora of this motherfucking shit. But anyways, my whole thing was to, you know, get people more involved in the jaded fans kind of back into it. And now, you know, he's like the perfect example where we've done this stuff. Um, you know, we've done interviews with these guys. We've been the shows. And now he's to the point where he's fucking going to these shows by himself, you know, like on All his own. by myself. <laughs> All by how many times have y'all asked guys you interviewed, did you blow a gun? What's that? Is it how many times have you guys asked these guys, did you blow a gun? Yes. Damn, I thought my bull up with the joke landed flat. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait for it. Wait for it. Yes. It's like when Roddy Piper asked Hogan <laughs> if he was going to, you know, take the challenge with Andre for the belt. Yes. I love that shit. I love Roddy Piper. Hey, real quick, before we uh, start cutting it off here, going back to, uh, I want to go through each of you real quick. Thunder Kiss, your favorite all-time yeah. heel and favorite all-time baby face. Baby face. Favorite heel. I I've got to split it up into errors. In the 80s, my favorite heel was Ric Flair. Woo! Favorite baby face was Ric Flair. Woo! I'm a huge Flair fan. Fucking Mark. Right now, my favorite heel is Bray Wyatt. Mm, <clears throat> the fiend. I agree. Let me in. Oh, hey, real quick, um, we're gonna backtrack. I I fucking hate the red light. I can't take it anymore. It gives me a headache. I don't like that bullshit either. Uh, <laughs> as far as baby, I'd have to say baby boy Smith. <laughs> no. <laughs> you cockles. My, my favorite baby would be CM Punk. Really? Okay. Yeah. Really? Really? Just when you think you have all the answers, he changes the culture. That's right. I hope he changes the culture as uh, they start to stay. Ladies and gents out there listening, the heavyweight chumps are looking for a new co host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you firing me? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Maddox, what do you got? Heels, you're going to hate me for this, but I'm going with two, and I'm going with Midnight Express. Ooh, no, I love Beautiful Boy. They, yeah, Beautiful Bobby, right? Beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan yeah. and Jim Cornette back when they were heels. Yeah, could yeah. Not be touched. Yeah. No, um, I, I can't all hate time, All-time favorite singles heel, though, on the Dennis player. Okay. Um, all-time favorite baby face. Jesus. 
And that's Jesus. <laughs> what the fuck? What a pick that is. God damn. Uh, you know, I mean, he was. He never worked heels. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who says he has it? He's the only thing he never worked heels in the steamboat. <laughs> but for me, as a for my favorite baby face of all time, it's Stone Cold. Okay. And it wouldn't have been Stone Cold until after, if it hadn't been for, because I remember seeing Austin come up in the Memphis Territory. Yeah. So I saw him when he was green. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to see him, when he pulled out that match with Brett at WrestleMania 13. Yeah, shout out to Jared Butchko, my homie associate of the show. He was there. I put that match up there with Savage Steamboat Mania 3 for best all-time on WrestleMania's card. It was great. It told a great story too, and that that really launched uh, Steve. I mean, he was he was that tough sob. You know, he was that's he was the Texas rattlesnake before he was the Texas rattlesnake. Right there, if you if you catch my well, my favorite guilty pleasure baby face is Valdez. <laughs> Hello, chumps. I forgot about Vile <laughs> Val. He's a big pothead now. <laughs> He's selling the shit. Yeah, yeah, he's selling. I mean, he's all up in the medicinal and recreational game. And actually, the guy is super fucking knowledgeable. Like, it's weird to think of, you know, the guy with his character. But if you go and watch some of his YouTube shit, dude knows his stuff. And he ain't no fucking dummy. Is it legal in Indiana yet? No, Chicago, Chicago, uh, Illinois is getting ready to do it in 2020. They just voted and passed it, so it will be the last it of the fucking on, states. It could be on the ballot in Mississippi to do that too, sir. Yeah, it won't be in Indiana anytime soon. No. We're going in the opposite direction with that stuff. Yeah, we had Mike Pence. You know, he's a fucking cock. I don't know. I don't talk politics. They're all cocks. Fuck them. Hey, at least the president's WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, that's what I said. Yeah, you got baited in. I loved it. And you knew where we but were But I will going. tell you this. Tell me, brother. I hope to God that at some point that it happens Ooh. and Ventura throws his hat in the fucking ring. I do, too. I wouldn't mind uh, him I or The Rock. I want to see two WWE Hall of Famers go at it for the president. <laughs> By God! This By God! This would flip the fucking debate. <laughs> the slander! God, the lies! The tribulations! It would be a great time. <laughs> it would be a great fucking time. Hey, you motherfuckers, I got a question for you. Cupcake? <laughs> Cupcake? Did you say cumcakes? No, I said cake. Hey, where can people find you at online? Uh, you can find us. We've got our own website. It's uh, madfatloud.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at madfatloud. You can find us on Facebook by just searching for the heavyweight chumps. Or you can follow our fan page and become a chump-a-maniac. I like it. Yeah, become a chump-a-maniac, not a strump-a-maniac. Oh, you I strumpets. still think we should really go back to the beer gut brotherhood. But hey. <laughs> <laughs> you said beer gut brotherhood? Write yeah, that down, sir. that was right? the original idea, but my, my wife hated the idea because she said, well, that leaves the women out. I said, well, we can call them chubby chasers. <laughs> what do we call baby whaling? I've done a little bit of oh. <laughs> no, Baby Whalen would be uh Shooter, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> shooter McGavin? No, Shooter Jenny. Eight pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? Wait, what? Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, yes. I want to, hey, look, I, I want to dedicate this radio appearance to Chubbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, hey. And, and actually, on, on I, I love that. I really do. But on a real tip, um, I want to dedicate this episode to a member of the JP Woo, which is the Juice Pro Wrestling Universe, uh, Andrew Solomon, who just recently passed away as of this recording. We just found out. A very active member. Uh, in my our, apologies and condolences to the panel. Yeah, I appreciate that, guys. Um, he's, he's a pretty outgoing dude. Uh really into fucking music and the underground scene out here and uh, professional wrestling in general. So it was just kind of out of the blue. It is what it is. That's life. But uh, much respect and rest in power. Andrew Solomon, this bud's for you. Well, light it and pass it, asshole. Uh, yeah, you say no, light he's it? Drinking, light. He's drinking a bud. Not <laughs> oh, a yeah, yeah. Well, that's to come later, you know. I got to keep my cool, otherwise I couldn't talk to you fucking insane bastards. 
Oh, please. We tried one while we were smoked out one time. It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't go well at all. We recorded one. It's the only episode we ever had to heavily edit. <laughs> yeah, right? It sounded like RVD and Matt Riddle. Whatever. Oh, dear God. Oh. If you can get the two of them together with Goldberg, think about that as a table for three. Oh, God. Goldberg would probably fucking destroy them both. By the way, you were talking earlier, real quick before we end here. Um, uh, I love what RVD's doing in Impact right now. Like the heel shit, it's a total throwback to like that fucking RVD that we knew and loved before he got molested by the E, you know? You mean when RVD 4 came in, <laughs> I just smoked your ass? Yeah, motherfucker, you know! You know what I'm talking about. And he's got that hot-ass Katie Forbes. And he's like, he's like with her and another chick. He's like living his best life. These chicks got big-ass titties, big asses, and they're fucking looking good and delicious. And RVD's just devouring them up. So, hey, Rob Van Dam, real man of genius. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go with real American hero. <laughs> RVD's killing it thinking, though. Or should we get away from Budweiser and go full contact golf? <laughs> I was thinking he's a real American. <laughs> yeah, he fights for the right of every man. Much like you can right. when you uh, subscribe to Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast on any podcast platform and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And guess what? I'm going to end this show this week. My buddy Brad, who does this theme song for this show, who is also the drummer in my band, Handsome Prick. He's fucking killer. He has a new album coming out with his side project called The Which Pink Machine. Which one of you is a handsome prick? Um, none of us, but all of us at the same time. It had to be asked. <laughs> it had to be. Uh, he has a new album dropping in December. Uh, Pink Machines is Brad Vanderzee, who does drums, guitar, vocals, and bass. And this is an amalgam of fucking grindcore, metal, punk rock, blues, classic rock, pop. He's even got, he's got Alicia Keys fucking cover on this album, which once you guys hear this shit, you're going to be blown the I fuck away. I Alicia Keys something, too. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, this song, you guys uh, check it out. It's called called tall dark and wasted it is off the forthcoming album which arrives in december um which is called say hello say good night to my little friend sorry about that say good night to my little I'm friend <laughs> yeah it, it's got a little baby jesus being executed on the front by demons but uh you know anyways tall dark and wasted pink machines Say goodnight to my little friend. Check it out. Also, be sure to check out Maddox and Thunder Cookies, the heavyweight chumps, anywhere you find podcasts and the Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast. And until next time, we got to wet them up, wet them up, wet them up. I'm so wet for those heavyweight chumps.
Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.